The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to discover new dimensions of peace, awareness, joy, creativity, healing, and fulfillment in your life? Welcome to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life with your host, Michael Lott. On this program, we will explore what it means and how to embrace your very own full spectrum life. Get ready to explore your light through the prism of your host, Michael Lott, and journey with us to expand your life into new realms of higher potential. Here is your host, Michael Lott. Hello, peeps. Welcome to the show today. You're listening to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life, and I'm your host, Michael Lott. We have a wonderful show planned for you today. Um, I'm sitting across from the lovely Sarah Griscom. Um, she's intuitive consultant, energetic medicine teacher, and Maori healer here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and um, the owner and founder of Gypsy Hands. So I'm really excited um, to have her here today. Um, welcome, Sarah. Thank you for having me, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> you are so welcome. Well, before we get into our topic, which is um, everyday intuition, I want to remind everybody um, that you can contact and and really get into the show through social media. It's it's one way the show is really put out there. So I would appreciate you listeners out there if you could like me on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all that stuff. Um, really helps get the message out. And next on the show list is our daily inspiration. Um, it's been a very intense week for me, um, going through a lot of emotions and and diving deeper within myself to find um, some hidden um, gems in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Sarah, we were talking about this a little bit before um, today. And it's been really interesting. I don't know if you've seen the first two shows um, that I've done. The first one was a story of myself. And the second one, we were talking about willpower and, and going into willpower. Well, the interesting thing about that has been each one has taken me like deeper into that, that, um, that shame, some, some old shame and, and wounds that, that I've been feeling. And um, actually this last week have found my mind racing a lot. Mm. And I, I, I don't know about you, but when that happens to me, it's an s- immediate signal that there's something that I need to look at. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that little, the little um, scale where it kind of centers in my heart when it moves up into the head space. It's like, oh, there are some feelings down there mm-hmm. that need to be looked at. So um, today, I before the show, I was like, I really need to get a handle on what this is and dive into it a little deeper. And the last couple of days of any of you that follow me on YouTube, I do, I've started little, um, uh, vlogs, video vlogs. And yesterday I was just really inspired, um, to do one on breathing and breath and using the breath to really tap into 
and almost like a vehicle to go down into whatever it is. Um, so this morning I did that along with a little yoga. And what I found was um, a fear of not being good enough. Um, what I also found was feeling like, what if I don't do a good job on the show? What if I fail? You know, some of those feelings. And which puts pressure on myself and keeps me out of my heart, that pressure. So I did a lot of breathing this morning with it. And um, I feel so much more grounded. I'm, I bet you all can probably tell a difference too out there if you've listened to the, the other shows. Um, so I, I invite any of you listeners out there, if you're experiencing maybe some of these symptoms of uh, your mind might be racing or you may be the part of you may be wanting to run away from something that's going on inside. I would invite you to just stop, get outside. If you need to go sit outside in nature and do some just conscious, just breathing, just being present with your breath and allow that breath to maybe take you where you need to go. <laughs> you know, um, Michael, when you're talking, um, one thing that I've noticed over the years, um, and first of all, thank you again for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pleasure. Um, one thing that I've noticed with um, people, especially people that tend to be hypersensitive, which we know that you are, <laughs> um, hypersensitive people tend to be anxious. And I think as children, because they don't understand what's going on necessarily, they learn different um, ways to escape from their anxiety. Mm-hmm. And one way to do it is to s- sort of... Um, get into, as you said, up um, into the head space or something like that. (laughs) And um, it's really easy, I think, for people to dive into their intellects as an escape route. And they don't even realize it, obviously, because we do these things um, starting in childhood. And the intellect is obviously um, in the left brain. And that's where we tend to manufacture our distractions. So, and fear. And... um, but I think what hypersensitive people tend to do is they they don't even realize that they're trying to get away from everything because they're overwhelmed, that they're experiencing intuitively in their right brain because that's the center for emotion, intuition, creativity, mystical, spiritual, all those things. Um, but they just don't have tools to work with it. Most people that have intuition have some form of anxiety. And, you know, the thing is, is everybody has a version or everybody has the capacity to experience mm-hmm. intuition um, and everyone has their own unique intuitive guidance system. You know, it could be one or several ways that they work. Right, right. Um, but I think hypersensitive people typically are anxious and until you have tools to work with it, yes, I think it's common to learn to escape in the mind. And try to run away. Well, you just, I mean, that was exactly what's going on with me. You know, um, definitely had to create escape routes when I was young, you know. And like you said, you can just, going up <laughs> is easier <laughs> than going down into the feelings. Yeah. It's just like, woo! Not to mention, I have a lot of air in me. Right, right, side. right. So, oh, wow. Well, then there is that. You know, and that yeah. tendency to bond to the heavens in, in lieu of trying to... Mm-hmm. Uh, come down here um, to earth as the Maori call it Papa Tuanuku you know earth yes. mother and um, ask her what she's wanting for us well, I'm excited to get more into that 
So I just invite um, with that inspiration today of breath work and breathing, invite each one of you to try that in your life and see how it um, works for you. Let's do it now. How about that? Let's do. Let's all take a breath together. Ready? And expressing the sound is wonderful too, isn't it? And then let you feel it in there. Well, let's move on to our topic today, which is about everyday intuition. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited, Sarah, to have you to talk about with this because I I know you have a lot of background and different areas of expertise and different things yummy stuff to get into today. So I'm really excited. But I wanted to, you know, really throw out there first, um, what is intuition? And the first thing that I think of when I think of intuition is is that it's really the language of the soul. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I love that, actually. It's simple. And I think simple is good. Um, and I love the fact that you said yummy. So thank you. <laughs> Everything is, is it's important that things are yummy. Um, you know, I because I do work with a, r- a really amazing woman named Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz, and she is a neuropsychiatrist and um, neurosurgeon. And uh, I tend to go towards a neurological perspective. I mean, that's my nature anyway to explain things that way. I think it helps, you know. Uh-huh. As someone we both knew and a lot of people did and loved, Bobby Drennan, he talked about a thing called the metalogical movement. And it's basically merging science with the spiritual and that people are doing that more and more. And it's really important that we meet in the center yeah, um, versus living in, in extremes, um, you know, to for the scientists and the faith healers, so to speak, to come together and work together. And so um, I like to use a scientific approach, so to speak, at times Yay. to explain things. But I love simple, you know, the, the soul, um, the language of the soul is lovely. And really it fits if you think about um, neuroscience. Um, the right brain is where we experience intuition. Uh, the right brain is actually where we also s- experience mystical. Um, mm. The left brain is the intellect, you know, the detail. The right brain is the gestalt, of, and, <laughs> you know. And uh-huh. again, people that are right brain dominant, um, that are set up in this world to do, you know, work somehow with their right brain, which is also creativity. Um, Mm-hmm. intuition, creativity, emotion, mystical, spiritual, and some would argue sensual. I mean, that's another, that's a whole other story. But um, the intuitive experience is in the right brain, and the way we connect to God, is it's proven that it, that it happens there. Or, mm. And also through that is the heart. And it's said that through the heart, through the experience of love, that's how we connect to the heavens. And to me, the language of the soul would probably be, be very similar to the language of our hearts and, mm. and what's going on. You know, to me, that's the direct connect. Yeah. You know, it, we have that horizontal with, and, then that, and then the vertical. Through. So when people are trying to connect with their intuition more, I always encourage them to pay attention to when they're getting distracted in their intellect. Mm. And for some people, like we've already noted, um, the intellect can be really useful as an escape route. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and even the most intuitive people 
will tend to develop that habit early on because they are so overwhelmed and, and just don't have tools to work with it. But the left brain is the intellectual experience, so to speak. It's where we form language. It's also where we form and manufacture fear and doubt, judgment and criticism. All those things live there. And by nature and by law, that's not where love is. <laughs> and when we're in judgment, uh-huh. we're not in love. And when we're in love, we're not in judgment. And because love is how we know God, the mystical, yeah, that's how we also experience our intuition. So it's a really official sort of right brain act that can be explained. Yeah. Like that, I, when you say that, I think of just like open up, I want to hold my arms out and just that right brain. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, intuition right. Is just the connection with, that transcends this physical. Right, right. That's beyond, uh, beyond what we do and, well, experience, but we also create as humans because this is earth school, so to speak. And what we tend to do is manufacture fear and story, <laughs> you know, yes. that isn't actually real, typically. And because of that, um, we tend to disconnect from our knowing. Well, that's beautiful. And, yeah, well, and we can come up for, with all kinds of reasons why. But um, And the thing is, is just to acknowledge it. And if you're really wanting to connect with your intuitive voice, the voice of your soul, your heart, the, you know, the voice of the heavens, whatever you want to call it, it really does start with just allowing yourself to sink into your heart and just feel. Well, awesome. Why don't we um, help people kind of understand how you experience intuition a little bit? Um, you know, oftentimes, I know we both teach different classes on it, you mm-hmm. know, um, just talking about, to, to me, the intuition, like every one of our physical senses has another mm-hmm. dimension yes. to it. Yes. And that, that kind of sixth dimension or sixth sense, so to speak, is the intuition connecting with our senses. Mm-hmm. And um, the first one that, that, really jumps out to me is the claircognizance because I've always had a lot of that in my life where you just know something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that clair means clear for anyone out there that that's interested. Um, what for you, how, how do you experience the claircognizance? Well, one thing, uh, you know, just for educational purposes, um, I just like to, I would like to let people know or offer this. Um, hopefully, um, God willing, every most of us have our five major senses, okay? Mm. Um, sight, taste, smell, sound, and feeling. Um, and there are two types, the capacity to experience tactile, but also emotional. Mm. Um, and then behind it, the five intuitive or six intuitive, however you want to look at it, senses. So clairsight, clairvoyant, taste, clair smell. I won't even go into how to pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> I know those are Claire <laughs> audience, Claire sound, <laughs> and Claire feeling, Claire sentient. And usually people have a gateway perception. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, a, a way that they operate, just like natural. a primary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's it tends to be clairvoyant, clairsight. Um, it's very visual um, to start with. So whenever I work with clients, I make sure to let them know how I work so they can 
just to deepen their understanding of what's going on. But also That's maybe really cool. it's, it's instructive to them because, like we know, everyone has some experience of intuition, you know, within themselves. So just to help them sort of find it. So clairvoyant being the primary, it's visual, um, shows up like a movie, really. And then uh, we do still shots and zoom in, zoom out, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. 3D, you know, looking around, looking in, going deeper. Yes, that I, I find myself kind of being a blend. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. Kind of like mixing the, the you know, the clear cognizance, the clear knowing and the clairvoyance and the feeling are those are probably all just kind of mixed. Yes. You know, sometimes I find myself um, really focusing in on one. Mm-hmm. Clairvoyance to me is pretty easy to kind of f- where you can focus in on it. Yes. Do you find that too? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why, I mean, I love to work with that one. Um, and it came to as a child. So, you know, th- through that experience and then dreams and, and all of that. And then clairaudience, clairsound being the other. Um, and then Claire feeling, Claire sentient. Yeah. Eventually, taste and smell kicked in. <laughs> Those were really an interesting concept um, because for me, um, when we're about ready to go on break, and when we come back, we'll get into it a little more detail. But the the smell and the taste, you know, the the one of the big way that that stood out to me is I would start if I would pick up some food that my body didn't want, I would taste chemical. Mm, or things mm. like that, you know, it was noticed that was a way that. Yes, you can. Yes. Yeah. Um, you'll have um, salivary experiences That's cool. <laughs> that, that are intuitive. <laughs> well, we're going to go out to a short break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Michael Lott is an angelic medium and spiritual catalyst. You can now book a private consultation or mentoring package with Michael at michaellott.com. It's time to break through into new dimensions in your life. Expand your perspectives and open yourself up to new possibilities. One hour, 30 minute, and custom packages are available. Whether you are interested in healing, developing your intuition, mentoring, or connecting with your angels or a deceased loved one, let Michael work with you. Visit www.michaellott.com. Remember, that's two T's michaellott.com. Inside Out is the voice of the inner revolution. Join host Beth Green and co-host James Maynard for a weekly program empowering humanity to change. We heal traumas getting in our way, see ourselves more clearly, overthrow stale and destructive personal and social traditions, explore a new liberating spirituality, meet guests who are challenging old ways, and join up with others who are changing themselves and our world. Listen for Inside Out. Live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. listening to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life with Michael Lott. 
To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to michael at michaellott.com. Now, back to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm here with Sarah Griscom, and we're having a lovely discussion about everyday intuition. And um, we were getting into the clairs, you know, which is the spiritual senses and, and how, you know, we can recognize intuition and how we live with it day in and day out. And when we were on break, you had said something that I think is really powerful is I don't think that a lot of people even recognize because um, we're all intuitive. Um and a lot of times we just don't recognize the intuition when it comes in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Everyone has intuition and it, you know, it works for them um, uniquely to who they are, you know, as well. And uh, yeah, many people, you know, I actually look at half of what I do, possibly maybe not half, but at least a good percentage of what I do to help people discover um, how they operate. And acknowledge it and, and work with it, what's really going on with them. Because really often they don't know that they're working with their intuition somehow already or working mm-hmm. against it, actually, <laughs> which is often the case. You had a good example earlier about that, you know, where sometimes people, th- their intuition's telling them something, um, and but it's something that they don't really want to do. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not too uh, one good example of Claire Smell was a woman that came in. This was a really long time ago. She stands out to me because she came in so, uh, you know, really uh, ingenuous, you know, and ready to learn and hear, but also uh, just not knowing about herself in this way. And she came in and sat down. And there was an issue around her job, and, and professionally, she was just having a hard time placing uh, herself appropriately. Uh-huh. And she said, you know what? Every single time I try to work somewhere that, you know, basically was had no meaning and purpose for her, I'm just in, inserting that. Um, uh-huh. It really smells bad. And she, <laughs> said, <laughs> and she said, every single time I try to work somewhere, and, I, and she goes, and I still do anyway, of uh-huh. course, out of many reasons. Um, she says it, it always smells bad and it never works. And she likened it to smelling like uh, dirty laundry that had sat there for days. Or I wanted something. to rub my arm. Yeah, there, yeah, like, like that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And I said, you know what? You really might want to look into uh, literally following your nose. I said, you know, sweetheart, that's your nose working for you. And really try to listen to that. Another common example actually is with. Um, Loved ones, and this isn't to get negative, but when you know when you have um, someone and you're in a relationship, and you're sus- you uh, notice that your partner is coming home, and you have a specific, um, it's also another sensory experience with smell. You mm-hmm. can, and they, they're smelling um, what's going on. In other words, that there there's a three way thing <laughs> happening. <laughs> But they can a smell it. Yeah, well, thing. they can smell uh-huh. it on. They can smell it. Uh huh. Um, and it smells foul usually. And another example is just someone's health. You can, you know, yes. you can smell. Sometimes people. I haven't had that experience personally, but people can smell cancer. Yeah. Have you had that experience? Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I started smelling cancer uh, several years ago. I'll never forget. It just it just started and. 
it was overarching cancer, a certain smell. And then I could start smelling the grade, uh, like stage oh, wow. four, um, stage three, stage two, like that, stage one, or if they were about to walk into stage one. Um, so um, it's just a certain smell. You just have to learn to identify what's going on and then yeah. work with it as a tool. And everyone's different. You know, some people see color, you know, Bobby Drennan, who we all love, very gifted. And he happened to see auras. That was uh, a gateway uh, way for him to work. And he could see auras and colors and shapes and all kinds of things. I mean, his gift was certainly not limited to that at all. (laughs) However, that was a way for him to sort of um, walk into someone's energy and work with them. Uh And, And usually it's pretty simple. It doesn't have to be too involved. And I think it's important not to complicate it. You know, I so agree because like, again, everyone's intuitive. So putting it out there, we're, we've kind of been talking about taste and smell, mm-hmm. you know. So what if, you know, at talking to all y'all out there, if you start coming into an experience, you're around somebody, um, food, and you start noticing a reoccurring, because to me, intuition, it's always reoccurring. You're always going. You're not going to get it once. It's going to come again and again until you pay attention to it. Um, Almost like paranoia. (laughs) It can get that way, can it? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, To just pay attention, start noticing the details. For me, that was one of the really powerful things. I've always been a detail person, and I didn't realize until later on that being a detailed person actually is really helpful with intuition because I'm always noticing reoccurring things I always have in my life. You know, like, why is this happening over and over again? Why do I feel this way? Why this? Why that? And I always am a questioner too, um, which I which think is important. really important with intuition because you get one piece of it and then the question always opens up the next door. Um, yeah, you know, um, you know this, Michael. I've worked with um, Maori people, uh, healers from New Zealand that are Maori and that practice traditional Maori healing f- for years. Um, and one of the uh, story I can relate to that from their perspective, um, I was really close to a man named Papa Joe that's now in in heaven. Oh. And um, and Atarangi Muru, who's still here with us. Um, and one thing they like to do is look at the stars, the star system. It's a favorite th- activity of theirs at night. Uh-huh. And they like to say, okay, what do you see? And then you notice, you know, Mars or Venus. Wow. And then let's, and what do you see beyond that? And then beyond that, they're always asking, what's, what's just past that? Wow. Just past, yeah. And getting people, you know, so it's not as... It, it deepens, deepens things. I don't want to sound, we just want it to not be superficial. So it's a way to get uh, past a more superficial experience uh, into a deeper awareness. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because one of the things I wanted to ask you today, um, with the, you have a lot of experience, you know, in different working in other countries and getting training and, you know, working with teachers around the world, mm-hmm. um, which I don't I have not had that experience. Um, and I was really curious because us in this Western world, we get so inundated, you know, by the rat race and moving fast and everything's, you know, to the next, to the next, to the next. And one of the things I've noticed in my journey of 
because it really started with me of going deeper with, through meditation, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. then, then, then going in. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, one of the most important things is learning to slow down in your life too. just kind of take a breath like we talked about earlier and just slow down. And what is it like from your experience, you know, in other cultures and stuff, you know, where they're not like ours? Yeah, well, great question. Um, you know, um, one thing I've noticed, it, it, I, I noticed it, of course, a lot more when I came back into this country. Um, I did a lot of graduate work in Guatemala with the Mayan people. And and then I've worked with uh, the Maori uh, people, um, healers um, in New Zealand and with them over here, actually, a lot um, more on the Western side, mm. which is interesting. Um, and then otherwise in other parts of the world. Um, but they cultivate an internal stillness. And, and that's something that I notice with, for example, being um, with the Mayan people, when I was with them, they had a developed, nurtured, whatever you want to call it, a relationship that's internal. I know, and in, and in India, it was, of course, like that too. Now, India is very chaotic. Mm. I mean, you actually couldn't get more chaotic, possibly. Wow. Than India, okay? Uh-huh. Being in the heart of, you know, Delhi or something. Um, however, they manage and I think it's through their meditation practices and yoga and you know I guess where I'm going with this I think the west when I got back here um our culture is actually really set up for distraction Mm. and to really uh keep ourselves distracted and distractible okay Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to go into conspiracy theories (laughs) but it does make people much more uh a lot Uh less present a lot, you know, in their hearts and otherwise, a lot more manipulable and just, mm. and just not, you know, connected. And our culture really can sort of uh, guide people into that way of living, and but not built into it, at least, you know, at this point. It's starting to be, but our tools to nurture that internal stillness and because when the Maori people come here they don't get wrapped up in all of that I mean and they love to go to Target Uh Walmart whatever however there's this thing that they're still carrying with them regardless of where they are they go to Russia India but within their own culture you know there is an internal practice and I'm not going to go into what they Mm -hmm. are right now but you know those and it was built into the Mayan um, people that I knew too. There's a, and uh, obviously in India, you know, they're within the culture, there's something built into it mm-hmm. for people to nurture that kind of relationship with themselves and then therefore be that much more present wherever they are and less distractible. I don't, I don't think we found that balance here. Gosh, that, if for any of you all that have read my newsletter last month and I've, all I've been talking about is nurturing self. You know, I know that I've needed to do it, but it feels like with what's going on, the way that the evolution is really happening right now energetically, it's like more important than ever for um, everyone to just nurture themselves. Because like you said, our, this culture just, it's not set up that way. And if you're really sensitive, if you're hypersensitive and have, you know, those, and, and I've always been that way since I was a kid and um, I would, 
would tend to give my power away to situations, which would then make it worse. And then it would build. And before too long, I was so not within my own self that I was, I had worked my way out of my body to find safety. And I know there's a lot more of that out there than, than people realize. It's very common. Your experience is very common. And that's one reason I'd love to work with children Mm. is to help them find other ways that are a lot more constructive, you know, yes. to, but that you just didn't have that. And many people didn't, you know, just tools to help them work with developing a different kind of relationship but with know, their hypersensitivity. On a flip side of that, kind of moving out of my body also made my intuition stronger. Right. right. And that's the other part because it primes that part of your brain. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting how sometimes our traumas, can actually open up our intuition. Oh, and, and they do. <laughs> I mean, it, actually, it's even proven, proven in science, yeah, that they prime your brain. Wow. Intense emotional experience, often accompanied, you know, with trauma, is uh, it primes your right brain. Your, your emotional center is right by the intuitive, and when you're in extreme in that way, it's actually priming that part of your brain, the intuitive part. So you're absolutely... Um, Correct. So and I've ever since I was a child too. I um, it's it's gotten better as I've more integrated in my body these last couple of years. But I I was so hypersensitive. If if someone would come up on me, my whole body would just flip around and look them straight in the eye. You know, like mm-hmm. before it was just like. Mm-hmm almost to the point of being afraid something was going to happen mm-hmm. and I would have to confront it so fast. And mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware. It just happened really fast. And people would look at me from a distance. I would always feel it. And boom, I would you know, go right. It could be in a crowd. Mm-hmm. And our eyes would lock from. And I've always noticed those really gentle, energetic pulls and pushes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been extremely heightenedly sensitive to that. Since I was a, a kid. Well, you know, um, and this will, that will be fun for you to, you know, work with people and children, you know, because it is, you can, once you work with it and make lemonade out of those lemons, you know, it's yes. actually a real, I mean, There's some beneficial, in there. oh, very, and it's, you know, really useful, it's efficient, it saves money, <laughs> time, <laughs> oh my gosh. it's very practical. <laughs> oh gosh. Um but yeah, and the less fear response that you bring to it. And that that's the thing that you get to work through, you mm-hmm. know, that reaction, you know, learning to respond and and listen. Oh, that's just, you know, your being telling you to pay attention to something and actually oh, that gosh. you are safe and secure. And when we do have trauma, we do bond to the heaven, not everyone, but a lot of children do. And you don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And then you learn then you have to learn the other way, how to reconnect, you know, yeah. with with the here and the now and and be planted and live, you know. Absolutely. Um, we're about to go on break, but I wanted to circle back around to um, clairvoyance and some of the other clairs a little mm-hmm. bit. Because one thing that for some of you all out there that are on this journey as well of you know, continuing to open up, slow yourself down and going within to discover your own um, flower petals within. Um, One thing with clairvoyance, one thing for me anyway, is seeing signs and symbols. Like it doesn't, they don't have to be inside. 
they can work through, you know, out into this human plane. Like, for example, seeing re- repetitive animals or feathers or coins or numbers. For me, I'm a number person. I get number sequences and I see them and um, have developed a um, repertoire with, you know, spirit to know what numbers mean. Um, and so there's so many ways that even if you don't see it internally in your mind's eye, oh, that yeah. it can show up. Clairvoyance is outside too at times. Um, oftentimes, deceased loved ones on the other side leave coins. Mm-hmm, and that happens. Mm-hmm. My dad will leave me coins, you know, and I clients. It happens so much where spirit will prompt me to say, oh, you've been seeing coins, you know, pennies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yes. You know, that's and it's so common. You know, and I think it's an example, too. It illustrates that it is a co-creative process. Mm. I mean, we can't be arrogant to think that it, this is, you know, <laughs> yes. just right here. Um, Love that. Um, but it is co-creative in our external environments working with us and um, and the beings and loved ones and all of that. I mean, and that's where it all comes together in that spirit of being interconnected and and yes. working together. And, you know, our loved ones, It yeah, they love to move metal and anything that they're able to, they say. <laughs> um, you know, and feathers and things like that. But it is a co-creative process. And, and that's really true teamwork. You know, if you just think about we're all in this together. I hopefully. love that so much. And don't you think, too, that that asking, sometimes our intentions where, and, and then, like you said, then the team work happens. The, 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 your prayers, so to speak, become answered. Sometimes you don't even know you're praying about it. You're just feeling that you would like some support, and then you're supported. Yes, yeah. And immediately you do get evidence <laughs> of that, you know, vitamin R reinforcement. You know. uh, love. A lot of people, it, uh-huh. it helps to have that, too, when people are discovering or working with that part of themselves in the world, you know, to have those things happen has a lot of meaning for them. I mean, I don't think it ever ends. You really. I'm so with you. Um, the, the, the day that I thought that I had it all, I've quickly learned um, with the whole foundation of who I was being pulled out from under me mm-hmm. in a few moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're, we're going to go on break. And when we come back, we'll continue. Thanks so much for listening. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Michael Lott is an angelic medium and spiritual catalyst. You can now book a private consultation or mentoring package with Michael at michaellott.com. It's time to break through into new dimensions in your life, expand your perspectives, and open yourself up to new possibilities. One hour, 30 minute, and custom packages are available. Whether you are interested in healing, developing your intuition, mentoring, or connecting with your angels or a deceased loved one, let Michael work with you. Visit www.michaellott.com. Remember, that's two T's michaellott.com. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling, 
to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. are listening to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life with Michael Lott. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to michael at michaellott.com. Now, back to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Um, we're going to jump back into our topic of intuition today. Um, I was really thinking about clear audience and hearing because mm-hmm. um, that's a that's been a strong one for me too. Of you know hearing the voices in my mind, like the angels talking and and spirit talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to spin it out there because um, I think a lot of people as well actually hear more than they realize. It's just their minds are scattered. So yes. they can't sift out what's intuition and what's all the, the scatter and, mm-hmm, you know, what, mm-hmm. what, what they're, they need to maybe look at feeling wise. Um, but also I think, and, and I've had a lot of experiences where clear audience, again, you get signs outside where you might hear a sound Mm-hmm. you know that that resonates somewhere inside like it it draws you in or have you had this happen where um you'll 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 get a song and you'll know that there's a message in oh song yeah that, absolutely like, <laughs> yeah yeah i used to that was a real useful tool um as a as a young little one yeah um, especially taking exams Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I actually uh-huh. will bring that at times with clients. For some reason, I'm getting this song and, you know, it's really useful. Yeah, yeah. So I want to throw that out there for people because if you're hearing repetitive songs, I, listen to the words. There's something in there in those words. Yeah, it's really worth looking up, uh, getting on, what is that, the lyric Thing. Oh yeah, the lyric yeah. website. Yeah, a couple out yeah, there, there. it's worth it. And just looking at what those songs are saying, it's really useful. Yeah, I totally agree with that. <laughs> and if you love music, it's even better. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's a fun one. You know, every, everybody. And gosh, sometimes I've even like heard a bell ring mm-hmm. or things like that to get my attention. Mm-hmm. But clear audience and hearing is, is a fun one. And I everybody out there. I bet that you've had one of these experiences somewhere. Um, remember, just repetitive. If it's you're hearing things over and over again, um, question about it. Question yourself. Yeah, and, and consider marking down or taking a moment to sort of think about what's going on in your life when, when it happens because it'll usually be instructive. And then you start noticing the pattern and what that sound means to you. You know, because it is what it means to us. It's very difficult sometimes. A a lot of people go, oh, I see this in my dream or this or that or here, whatever it is. And then they go to a book and you really honestly have to ask yourself first, what does it mean to you? And and it is your feeling, your your clear feeling that will often um, give you knowledge around Mm -hmm. that because it is your own intuitive 
guidance, yours. And purple, the color, it might mean something different, you know, for each person. Um, so, it, I mean, even Bobby was like that. His, his meaning for different auric colors, I mean, he was doing his own research around that. What did it mean? And going deeper and cool. deeper into that all the time. But, you know, it's different for everyone. So, but so you, it's kind of like your own built-in, you know, toolbox that you just start getting to work with and recognizing. Yeah, and it like you're saying, it builds over time. Your experiences mm-hmm. grow it because I I know from my and angel work, like the angels even will appear the way that you need to see them. Um, you know, they'll show the colors and and it's unique for everybody sometimes. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. yeah. So that's really useful to ask what it means to you, um, and and don't rush to you know the bookstore, you know, <laughs> and look up the dream dictionary. I mean, that's useful. If Don't get me wrong. If you're drawn and you f- yeah. keep feeling it over yeah. and over again, like one of my favorite books is Animal Speak oh, for yeah, the animal too. ones because I've not spent a deal of, great deal of my life in with a lot of different kinds of animals, mm-hmm. but I'm so drawn to animals and they they come into my life on so many levels and visions and, you know, experiences out in my yard and neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, throughout my day. So sometimes I've just had some magical messages come through animal signs and seeing them. Oh, yeah. I, I love that, too. I live on a farm in Jefferson oh. County, and I'm, I love being out in nature and, yeah, noticing what's going on and developing that kind of or, or dialogue with nature. And, again, it's that co-creative thing. Um Really, typically what happens for people is what stands out to them and what's compelling. And I always encourage to notice what's compelling mm-hmm. versus intriguing. And intrigue, if it doesn't lead to compel, compelling, it may just be distraction. But if you're really compelled by something, you know, that's where you really want, might want to pay attention and mm-hmm. take note. So if animals have meaning to you, you know, and it's compelling, you know, it's definitely, possibly... The way that your intuition is talking to you. Because remember, it is, there's an emotional component. Emotion is behind it. So, so that emotion being, you know, clairsentience, that clear feeling, mm-hmm. energy that, that comes through. I had a question about that. I'm curious your thoughts, especially working with some of the cultures that are more indigenous, you know, mm-hmm. that are connected with the land. Mm-hmm. Um, I've clear clear senses that clear feeling comes up in so many different ways. And I think sometimes the gut feeling mm-hmm. gets connected with it. But mm-hmm. to me, there's a little bit of a difference. And I would curious, cause when I think of the gut feeling, it's very tied almost like an animalistic, like tribal, like really re- you sense things gutturally versus clear feeling is more an emotion um, that sort of thing. I was curious your thoughts on that. Oh, I love that you brought that up, actually. Um, there is a difference between instinct, our experience of uh, our in- intuition through instinct, like you say, gut, mm-hmm. versus uh, more through our emotion, through the heart. Mm-hmm. It's really, to me, because I, I always like to think about the seven major energy centers in the chakra system, but third chakra third center is uh, where we experience instinct gut and it's really about survival and and then thriving as a species you know where fear really works for Mm. us Mm. you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so where it works for us versus being a negative yeah versus against us yeah and then there's uh 
So that's, yeah, the gut. And we're all born with that. That's how we've, well, hopefully, but that's how we've managed to survive and thrive, so to speak, as a species. Um, and then beyond that, the higher experience of, of intuition and outside of instinct is more in the heart. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you can trace it back to the heart. And the heart, again, is connected to your right brain, which is where intuition, emotion, creativity mystical spiritual live you know yeah so yeah and it's just a another level of experiencing that and it, it can take us beyond but it's important to have both and that's the thing you get with people that are more connected to the land they have a strong connection to their instinct and through that i think it because it is here in the third center underneath your heart it develops mm. a certain sense of uh, stability within and connectedness and self-esteem and strength, you know, a certain presence. And then from there, you build on, on that and work with your intuitive um, senses on another level, you know. But yeah. And I think that's why they are tend to be, I mean, I don't want to get idealistic, set up but better sometimes to experience their intuition because they have connected already so well with the the lower chakras and and being on this planet and the connection gives it a foundation yeah for with trust the earth and, right and, and all and of this that. human right our humanness Sorry. we have to have that i mean people get really lofty and they want to <laughs> jump way out there and, and and really ahead of themselves putting the cart before the horse and i had a vision this morning when i was in the shower of the importance of you know like even on this intuitive journey um, of opening up, if you can get too far out there, um, you, like the further kind of you open up, the deeper you need to go too. Like they work perfectly like to stay in balance. You have to, the roots have to go down yes. just as much as the tree yes. limbs go out. That's right. Exactly. Even if not more uh, the roots, because <laughs> you know, if you just look at an, a live oak, if you, if you could see the root system, I think they're a nice symbol oh, wow. for that. The way they reach to the heavens, but their root system is so deep and they're very beautiful and complicated. But That's a Google thing. I'm going to have to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look because I was leaning up against a tree, um, this huge tree a couple weeks back. And it just, I just, it enveloped me in its energy and gave me this vision of these roots going down. And I could feel that the deeper that it went down, the more stable it was because the wind was mm -hmm. moving it and the ground was moving with it and it was just it really resonates what you're saying because yeah the tree showed that to me through feeling uh yeah and and that's again how nature works with <sighs> us all the time we just have to pay attention and in slow every way. down and go and connect with it actually connect uh, yeah talk with the trees and the plants right <laughs> and you know the thing is is i think that's part of what people that you know, are still connected to the wisdom of their ancestors. Let's just say the wisdom of the people of the earth, the more traditional uh, people like the Mayan people or the Maori. One thing they do have is that they do connect with the land and develop and nurture that relationship, you know, because largely because they have to, some, you know, but then beyond that, they develop a respect and a connection, um, a connectedness uh, that nurtures that internal stability. Um, we have to have that. I mean, I, it's a, it's mandatory. Yeah, isn't it? Without it, uh, otherwise, it, it just doesn't work. I always 
say that we want to be Giza, not Pisa. <laughs> we, we actually have an email question here. And it says, curious what Sarah would say about intuitively speaking about the violence that is occurring all over, all over the world and also in this country, including the tragic shooting of nine people in a church in Charleston last night. How can intuition help support and perhaps reduce the anger and violence that we are seeing in this experience on earth? Oh, wow. That's a powerful question. Very. Thank you, Gwen. Gwen. Thank you, Gwen. Very powerful um, and I'm going to, honestly, I'll do my best to answer that, uh, especially with the amount of time that we have. Um, and too, Gwen, if you want to look deeper, we can um, further this. Well, Michael will give you uh, my information if you want to look. Dive deeper. Yeah, we can go deeper. You know, and I like the fact that you said, how can we use or work with our intuition to support uh, people through these experiences and get them out of the anger and the... Mm-hmm. The the all of the things that set up an environment for such violence and trauma. You know, you have to understand, remember that. Going back to neuroscience, because it's an easy, clear way to put it. Um, to a certain extent, um, we manufacture fear, judgment, criticism, doubt, all of those things in the left brain and the intellect, and. Uh, our culture and even the world over we're, we've tended to go this direction is to uh, be more intellect left brain centric and that's where you manufacture all of these things I mean inherently love does not live in the left brain and look at the, the societies what they keep right building up on building up that fear and right and even if they use uh, religion so to speak as a way to justify that kind of behavior uh, ju- justification left brain by the way um, <laughs> religion is first center anyway it's not seventh center spiritual religion is more about dogma and community and add that what i'm saying could be controversial and that's okay but uh, love inherently does not live in our left brain. It lives in the right brain. And if we're in judgment, we're not in love. I'll say that again. And, and if we're in love, not judgment. So, Gwen, I'd love to look. We're running out of time. So I'd love to answer that more thoroughly for you. And Feel free to email to um, email me and I'll get the questions in. But we are on our last little bit here. I wanted to um, say thank you to Sarah today for being with me. Oh, and, you're um, welcome, Michael. So enjoy talking with you today. And um, today we've been talking about intuition, and you're listening to Exploring the Full Spectrum Life here with your host, Michael Lott. And next week we're going to have a fun discussion about connecting and healing with your angels. So look Ooh, forward fun. to uh, joining me next week. And Sarah, I don't know if there's any an email or a, a an event that you had you wanted to oh thank you first of all thank you so much michael for having me and it's it's been a treat a lot of fun and thank all of you or that are out there that are with us um i just want to let you know that our mari speaking of mari healer uh, family um they're coming here in september to teach uh their grandmother's healing haka haka is used to uh well, I'll have to quickly say this. It's from September 24th uh, through the 29th. And, and they can find it out on Gypsy Hands. Yeah, gypsyhands.com. And that will give you all the information. But it really helps you connect with that part of the being um, that we've talked about, the lower chakras, which helps you reach Fantastic. Well, check out gypsyhands.com and you can learn more about that. 
thank you all so much and have a fabulous day. Thank Look you. To talking to you again soon. Thank you for joining us this week for Exploring the Full Spectrum Life. Be sure to tune in again for another edition with host Michael Lott next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.